With Carhoon's mind in the tentacled grasp of a horrifying mind flayer, both his and Octavia's fates are unknown. What can be done to set him free? Will Octavia be forced to turn on her companion, or will she even survive the onslaught? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, and I play your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, and I play your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. You threw me off there. I know. You never said that before. <laughs> I did change it up a little bit. Well, because I was thinking, I was re-listening to some of it, and I want it to be, I feel like it's maybe my words sometimes allied a little bit there in the beginning, and I kind of want to make it clear that, like, wait, who's Gwyneth? Who's Octavia? What's an ass? You know, just kind of making it maybe a bit more clear. I don't know. We can put it uh, can put it up for a vote. Oh, ye listeners, do I you need that word? Nay. Nay, okay. I don't like change. <laughs> It was fine the first time. Okay. I assume people who click on this understand that we're, at, at very least, even if they're not familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, that we're playing a role-playing game and have some tiny modicum of context as That's to what true. that entails. Well, maybe they don't. Well, if they and don't, And then they'll then start at episode 71. That, <laughs> they have no idea and start at episode 71. If they start at episode 71 with no context of what this is, they deserve to be confused. <laughs> Don't say that to our potential new listeners. If you're so a new if listener, you're new, stop. Well, We've well, said first, this many welcome, times. Welcome. welcome. Go to episode but one. Do please start at episode yeah, one. Dingus. Noel. Not necessarily Dingai. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> he is not an affirmative. No. Yeah. Do start at episode one though. Yeah. What definitely. you doing? This is a story. Come on, man. It's a game first and foremost. It's a story second. It is both, in my opinion. It the story is, has no meaning without the game. The game has no meaning without the story, I don't think. Nope. Wrong. <laughs> Incorrect. Well, I think that even though we might have it's called a role-playing game, not a role-playing story. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I was like, do I launch into my <laughs> philosophy beside this right now? Probably not. No. It's we a make game it work. you play and stories come out of it. Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. 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 Yes. Okay. That is you, you don't tell a story and a game comes out of it. The game is a vehicle for the story. Yeah, that, I think that's a good way to put it. But yeah. I don't think that... But you can play this without having a story. That is true. But kind of. Yeah. Depends on what your definition of story is. Yeah. Well, that's... An enc- one encounter is a story. Yeah, that's fine. So... And going to the grocery store is a story, if you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, so I mean... Then everything's a story all the time, so what's the point? Anyway... <laughs> That is true. We're playing a game here, a game that I enjoy, where we roll dice and I potentially kill characters. No. I haven't yet. I petrified somebody a week ago. That was fun. But I didn't kill anybody. In our off mic campaign. I I still haven't killed anybody yet. As you know, if you are listening to this episode. Are you talking to me or the listener? To the listener. Okay. Sometimes you say you, and I'm like, I'm the only one here. Collective you. Oh, dear listener. Oh, Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I married him, listener. Um, so, uh, if you listened to our episode last week, which you should have, if you're listening to this one, you know that we revealed Zeon to be a mind flayer. Da, da, da. And so we were thinking of fun episode uh, pun titles that had to do with flay, you know, type of thing. And I kept thinking of uh, Bobby Flay and trying to come up with a pun that surrounded Bobby Flay being a mind flayer. And then I, I tried to think of what his signature signature dish would be as a mind flayer, Bobby Flay. Filet fish. You know, filet fish. He likes, you know, the southwestern. Fl- he loves those poplano peppers. Oh, come on. I so. think filet fish deserves fish a bit more of a chuckle. <laughs> he passed right over I'm it. Sorry, that's true. I did. But that's not highbrow. I mean, he's a highbrow kind of guy. Okay, what? 
And then I was also thinking if of we're his turning cat, Bobby Flay Slayer. into a mind flayer, how how exactly is that highbrow? That's Since true. when are we highbrow around here? Well, no, I was just thinking of Bobby Flay's quiz- type of cuisine as highbrow. Bobby Flay makes everything. He does. He Bobby makes, Flay isn't necessarily makes a super brunch. high. Well, highbrow. I guess. Yeah, he's not like fine dining, but he's. I mean, he's really good dining. I mean, obviously, he can do fine dining too. He could do right. everything. I do love how his big thing is brunch. Which I think is hilarious. I like brunch. Brunch, I mean, is, brunch is amazing. It can be a vehicle for sweet things. It can be a vehicle for savory things. There's this great intersection between you don't know what time of day it is. Here's some great food. But it can't be a vehicle. <laughs> it could be in a vehicle. That's true. I guess also if you're a creative. What's that weird like Alinea that weird. Uh, you're asking the wrong person. Well, he was he was the, the guy who was the, the, the uh, uh, he was a, uh, a judge on MasterChef. But he, he has, I think, a linea as yeah. his restaurant. Um, I could see him making an actual vehicle that is then your dinner or your Yeah, brunch. that food does not appeal to me. It's the like the the, he, the balloon Here's that the you balloon pop. made out of sugar filled with helium. Yeah, I like how they really they made fun of it in that one Keanu Reeves movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I don't know if the food. I like plates. You can give me like a slab of wood, but once the food starts getting more abstract than that. I, th- I, th- I think I might be out on that one, Chief. Especially because you basically have to eat dinner before you go, because it's not like you're going to get full. Here's a freeze-dried chunk of, like, plum air. <laughs> uh, that's, like, food. Yeah. I mean, it was, those were a couple of fun challenges on MasterChef, though. I enjoyed watching them. I don't think I would enjoy eating them. Yeah. I don't want to eat my dinner served in a KitchenAid mixer. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I feel like if someone was like, here, here's a, a reservation at Alinea, which you don't have to pay for, I would 100% go. I would go. It'd be interesting. But I don't think if I were to choose any highbrow restaurant, that wouldn't be my number one choice. Yeah, no. What would if be my number food one food just choice? looks like chunks of astronaut food with like sauce splatters? I mean, it, it, it occasionally. I'm sure is very good. I'm sure, I mean, obviously it looks a little, I don't know. a little not as conventional, but I'm sure it's still delicious. I like it, conventional it, it food. It couldn't be that I'm a conventional, successful without at least being good. I'm a conventional sort of guy. Well, that is also true. It's kind of like the Kanye West of food. Just as weird stuff. And then people are like, this is good because it's weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. It might It might be good. I enjoy Kanye West. But also, it might just be weird. <laughs> and sometimes the two are easily mistaken. <laughs> I don't know enough about high class dining to Me choose neither. my my Ex- number one restaurant. Mm. Yeah, and probably it probably I would love to go to a Gordon Ramsay restaurant. Does he do like cooking classes for regular people where he yells at them? I feel I like people know. would pay a lot of money to get a, yelled out by Gordon Ramsay. I would pay a lot of money to get yelled at by Gordon Ramsay and have him call me a donut. <laughs> you donut. <sighs> <sighs> well, y- you did it. I did you it. Snuck I food snuck talk food back. back in, y'all. I am successful. I am victorious. I'm also just imagining. I'm imagining. So uh, Bobby Flay has a really cute cat. That's a really big Maine Coon. That's like a orange colored, and its name is Nacho, which is pretty really cute. cute. Um, and so I'm now I'm just imagining like a cat mind flayer pet, <laughs> which is basically just like a cat Cthulhu-y type thing, and it's pretty cute looking. That would be pretty cute, right? A little cat with tentacle moves. Yeah, like the cat in uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Goose, I think its name was the cat. I think I do not remember. I can't quite remember either. MVP. Yeah, seriously. It's I like, think the cat should have come back and killed Thanos. <laughs> I would watch a movie just about the cat. Just about the cat. Yeah, that's what they should do. <laughs> just like psych everyone. It's literally just this cat. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like R two D two. It's like the. Uh, pretty, I don't think they'd need to psych it. They could market it as a movie about an alien cat, and tons of people would go see it. We would go see it, yeah. Marvel has enough goodwill with the general public that they could put out a stupid movie about a tentacle cat, and they would make millions and millions of dollars yep. from it. Would there be a human in there? Would there be like a human sidekick? I don't know. Maybe. If, if you so, think about Captain Marvel, it? Captain Marvel was basically the human sidekick of this cat. <laughs> I think the cat was the true hero. Uh-huh. We can all agree on that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. I just want to see the cat and Nick Fury, though. I feel like that would be a... I don't think Nick Fury gets along with that cat anymore. 
I know. That's why I think it would be fun to see a buddy cop movie. With yeah, exactly. It's Nick just Fury a buddy cop movie, and it's like Fury and that cat. <laughs> and they like they have to get over their past grudges for the greater good and Aww. come together. Yo, Marvel, hit us up. Yo, Marvel, we will write your we movies. We will write your movie They'll for be you. Terrible. We will destroy your legacy in like a year. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be fun. I don't think we would. I think we'd we'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, oh, we're man. here. We're not dealing with mind flayer cats. We're dealing with mind flayers. <laughs> yeah, the big ones, the tall ones. Oh dear, how that tall are they? Gr- latch onto your brain and suck it out of your skull, like a smoothie, Gross. like a gray smoothie. Gross. Mm, like a warm gray smoothie. Gray even worse. It just kept getting worse. Every everything <laughs> you were adding to that. A chunky warm gray smoothie. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm done. Stop. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder if smart brains taste better than dumb brains. I don't know. Oh, I'd have to ask a mind player. I always. I um, guess that's a, peta- a, a bit of lore I get to decide. Yeah, whether whether smart brains or dumb brains are better. Mm-hmm. I always, um, thinking of sucking out brains, made me think of the, uh, the vacuum cleaner from Teletubbies and the sound that it would make when it would, like, suck up goop. And now I'm just imagining the like hose vacuum part of that vacuum cleaner to be one of the tentacles of a mind flare and mm. it makes it kind of actually scarier and more comedic at the same time i unfortunately was not a big tele tele head i do not know what you're referencing oh really I'm sorry well hit me up y'all if you re- remember this creepy vacuum cleaner that made noises like you were just making when it sucked things up obviously made through foley work <laughs> yeah it was just like that dear listeners i hope you're all enjoying this the rest of this episode will be 40 minutes of me going <laughs> i don't have enough saliva in my like, mouth to continue that for much longer <laughs> you would need to be like hooked up to a hydrating iv so that you could like maintain <laughs> right. your hydration through that whole thing <laughs> Oh my uh, people would listen to that, right? I mean, people do listen to a lot of stuff. That's true. Again, weird for would the that sake be good of, or would yeah. that just be weird? That would just be weird. <laughs> anyway, we're oh, in a pretty intense fight. We are in the in middle a of it. Pickle. Well, you are in a pickle. I'm sitting pretty. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> so, welcome, welcome. Here we are. You are in the middle of this. Iron Fortress, this roly-poly little house of metal and death. You fought some interesting furred creatures, managed to uh, take them out, defeated what you think is probably the driver of this thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, have we been able to... Oh, right, it wasn't moving before. No, okay. it, was, it was stationary. So, and then you went back, opened a door, and found a little room with some cages along the walls, a desk... And a bed. I forgot what it was. That's why that pause was so long. Behind the desk was a cloaked figure who rose, said some things in your brain, and revealed itself to be a mind flayer mm-hmm. who is going to flay your mind. In fact, it has already flayed Carhoon's mind, as when we last left off, Carhoon had failed. Failed! A saving throw against Dominate monster mm-hmm. it's great that uh so carhoon would have had like advantage so many ways one he had that crit that gave him advantage on all saving throws which was a very good crit two you were fighting this thing so you would have had advantage anyway and three i forgot he's an elf who has advantage against being charmed oh right yeah still had advantage rolled on 11 twice yep and failed yep carhoon is now under the control the influence of this foul, foul creature. It is Carhoon's turn. Okay. Austin has this character Ooh, sheet. I have Carhoon's character sheet. For the first time since creating Carhoon, like a year and a half ago, I actually get to play Carhoon, which is fun. Good ol' Carhoon. Kari, Kari, Hoon, Hoon. Two attacks. Great axe. He turns and looks at you, still in Allosaurus form, raises the axe, and you can see the mind flay behind, like, oh, yes. waving his hands. Yes, yes. yes. 
Yes, yes. I, I decided to make Mind Flayer Bane for some reason. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. I guess it makes sense if he like wove his face tentacles. It could kind of create a little face mask there. Yeah, it's yeah. Anyway, Karun turns to you, axe raised, his eyes blank, almost dead. There's not much behind them right now, and uh, not realizing what he is doing, takes a swing at this allosaurus in front of him. Attack number one. Natural 17. Oh, I rolled a 12 on the d12. That is 17 points of slashing damage as he brings it across your dinosauric body and then reaches around for the second attack. Oh, uh, disadvantage. On the first one? Second. Okay. Luck point. Okay. That was a natural 13 on the first, which would have been a 22. On the second, I rolled a natural 13 again. Oh! Okay. Deals. Ooh. Eight on the die for 13 slashing damage. Shukong, shukong. As Whoa. your friend and companion mm-hmm. for so long, the two of you have been through so much together, turns and slices twice. Does he bust you he out? He hits me and just kind of like all of a sudden I get smaller as Octavia is now back in her Asimar form. And okay. sorry, that was eight Was for the second one? Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, you There's an eight on the die. Well, it is Zeon's turn, and this Mind Flayer is going to go. Mind Flayer is going to see if its Mind Blast recharges. It does not. It is going to... You actually see that before it was dominated, this Mind Flayer did take a decent bit of damage. Right. So it's not looking incredibly good. So it it doesn't look like it wants to come around and, uh, you know get up close and personal okay. with you. Instead, it is going to... You feel almost like a claw probing at your mind. Make oh, a dear. wisdom saving throw. Okay. Natty 18 for a 24. Okay. Uh, it, it tries to burrow into your thoughts to sort of see what you were going to do next, mm. but you it managed to fight it off. <laughs> it would have known nothing. I don't know. It, <laughs> it would have not been very helpful to you. <laughs> well, that's what it was going to try to do. Uh, yeah, it's just going to stay there then. Okay. And kind of... Ah. Okay. Actually... Actually, no. It's going to... You don't hear it say anything because it doesn't say anything out loud, but then it is going to open the door... Oh dear! And move down the hallway. Oh, okay, okay. It is your turn now. Okay. Oh, I actually should roll a concentration check for oh, my yeah. this uh, fire elemental that's been out there, hopefully wreaking havoc. That's yeah. you know, kind of behind the scenes. Yeah. Natty fourteen. You retain. Technically, you need to make two. Oh you got right, yes. Twice. So natty fourteen, and then natty thirteen. Okay. Now. Uh, I mean, I don't know very much about Dominate Monster. Would Octavia know stuff? I mean, she's a spellcaster. Roll an Arcana check. Natty 19 for a 22. What would you like to know? Um, basically, if what Octavia could do to like snap him out of it. Like, is it something she could, you know, smack him a couple times and have it go away? Or is it a concentration? You know, she knows about concentration spells. Is that something she needs to, like, you know... Make focus on the mind flayer force that sort of thing. You know it is concentration. Okay. So if you could break the concentration of the mind flayer, that would release Carhoon. You know it lasts um, potentially up to an hour. Okay. Um, you could potentially, if you if you were to hurt Carhoon, maybe you could get him to snap out of it. Okay. Hmm. Okay. And he is standing in between me and being able to follow the Mind Flayer back Correct. down that other hallway. Yeah, so he would get a free opportunity attack. Jeez, and his plus are. nine to hit. Yeah. Not a joke. Okay. 
How big is the hall again? How far across? Is it like a 10-foot hall? Or how Leaning wide out there? It? Yeah. It's a mirror image. So whatever's on the outside, five feet. Okay. Sorry, I was thinking I was going to stay in Allosaurus for a little bit longer. You knew Carhoon was going to attack you. I knew. I know. I know. I couldn't remember uh, whose turn was up, though. That was... I couldn't remember. And I should... Okay. So, Octavia really doesn't particularly want to hurt Carhoon, so she is going to um, snake around him, disengage, go after the Mind Flare, and as a bonus action, she's going to turn into another Allosaurus! Move yourself as far as you can move. All right. You are squeezing in the hallway. So you're there. Once I use my bonus action, you know what? Actually, I'm going to use my bonus action to become the Allosaurus a little bit sooner. Okay. And so I have a bigger... Uh, <laughs> basically, will, I can move. It will be disadvantage or difficult terrain when you're squeezing. That's fine. He's The Allosaurus form is just so much faster than Octavia's normal form. Um, and so she's going to... If you're an Allosaurus, every square in here costs double. Hmm... Once I turn into an Allosaurus, can I use, if I don't use all of my Asimar movement, like, can I <laughs> No. then use some of my Allosaurus movement? No, you don't get to move bonus action and then move again. Why not? Because rules. Well, what if I don't haven't used up all my speed yet? Because I don't know how to rule that right now, and I'm <laughs> okay. going to say no, because you, that'd be an insane <laughs> amount of movement. I know, I'd, I'd be able to go so far. Well, so you can either use your Allosaurus movement or your Asimar movement. Uh, regardless, I'm going to basically just disengage from Carhoon, run after uh, this Mind Flare, and kind of as she's as she's running, you know, her she grows really tall, her arms grow really short, um, and she turns back into this Allosaurus. Okay. Carhoon goes next. You hear him turn and start clomping after you. Gets up. Two swings at this Allosaurus. Oh my gosh. Oh no, did you crit? I rolled a natural 20. Oh no! Oh my gosh. These crits are brutal. Listeners. Oh no. Carhoon is crit capable as we've shown time and time again. Oh no. (laughs) Hope you weren't the one who wrote the crit that killed Octavia. Oh no! (laughs) Hey, why don't you roll a d20 for me? Okay. A one. A one. Good thing I got that one out now. Oh, I like this. Okay. Uh, So we're going to use a new one. This is from Zuin. (laughs) Thank you, Zuin. You... Azuin. You Azuin. gave me a uh, pronunciation guide for your last name, which I appreciate, but I'm not going to read that because, I don't know, I'm sure something, if someone wanted to find you, they could, but uh, <laughs> so I, I hope I'm getting that first name right. If I'm not, I apologize, and send us an email, and I will correct it next time because you sent in several. But Thank this, you for doing it regardless. This is called Comeback Strike. Oh, no. Oh, no. This isn't bad for oh. you so much as it's good for Carhoon. A timely strike against a hated foe invigorates you, giving you the strength and resolve to fight on. You regain hit points equal to 1d10 plus your level or your CR. Oh, okay. So Karin basically gets a free second wind here. Okay. Regains 6 plus 8, 14. Hey, that's pretty good. Hit to pointus. And hey, if if and when I get this Mind Flayer down... He'll be healed up, so that's good. That's, that's before I deal 2d12 uh, plus 6 damage. Good thing we didn't have any more momentum going on. Right? Mm-hmm. Alright, 2d12 oh damage dear. coming your way. 20 points of damage. That's attack number one. Attack number two. 19 to hit. You're now a source. That has to hit. It does. I, I was trying to weigh if I wanted to use another luck point, and my AC is so low as an Allosaurus, and his to hit is so high, you would have to roll a natural four or lower. So, not going to use not it. Not going to do it? All right. 16 points of slashing damage. As he... You feel this axe biting into mm-hmm. your dino back. But that is Carcoon's turn. Okay. It is Zeon's turn. Zeon sees if the... Uh, Mind Blast recharges. It does. Oh, no! Okay. 
But I think it's deciding. So the problem is it would have to hit Carhoon in that. Mm. And it thinks it would rather keep Carhoon on its side. Mm -hmm. So instead, it turns to you and lashes forward with its tentacles. Okay. 18 to hit. Hits. Where are my dice? You take 11 points of psychic damage. Okay. You are large, correct? Yes. You are very lucky, because you feel like if you were any size lower, you would be grappled. Okay. Allosaurus coming in for the win. Yeah. Real clutch. And you said, sorry, how much damage? 11. Okie dokie. Goodness gracious. Your turn. The best chance you have, you know the best chance you have of getting this to drop concentration is to hit it with as much damage as possible. Yep, and that's what I am going to do. I am just going to, I'm looming over this creature just kind of cramped here in this hall, and I am first going to move, squeezing, and put the Mind Flayer in between myself and Carhoon. Carhoon gets an opportunity attack. Oh, shoot, you're right. If you do that. His tongue is just sort of lolling out of his mouth. Oh, this poor guy. Um, I don't know what to do. She won't do that then. Okay. She's took some pretty decent hits already. Yeah. Um, and she's just going to lean down and try to bite this mind flayer's head off. All right. Natty 17. Yes, that, that will hit. Okay. 21 piercing damage. That took a big old chunk of it. Mm-hmm. It's not looking great. It's okay. still alive. It needs to make a DC 10 constitution saving throw. Gets a plus one. So I need to roll a eight or lower to lose concentration. Natural 20. Orange crush. It's looking, it's like... You took a huge chunk out of its side. It's bleeding, not looking good. Its beady little eyes squint as it's struggling to maintain concentration on this dominate. But it also, oh man, it is not looking good. Okay, I'm boxed in on every side, hemmed in here. Um, I don't really have any other bonus actions I can do. I can't really move or else Carhoon could hit me. Um, and then he could just move up and hit me anyway. Mm-hmm. So, geez, I guess I'm going to stay put. Okay. You stay put. It is Carhoon's turn. Carhoon lifts his axe again. It's going to take two more swings. I'm just shaking my head, listeners. Swing number one. 14 on the die. Yep. 14 slashing. Still an source. Let me mash. <laughs> I am not. Okay. How many hit points does regular Octavia have? 20. 20. So if you crit me, she could go down. She could go down. Well, let's see what we got. Swing number two. What's your AC? I'm not telling you. I just want to know what... what. <laughs> what okay, fine. How you excited you can get? No, like how, how low it has to go. I mean, he has a plus nine. It's Yeah, I know, but I also have been rolling pretty well. So you're due for a bad crit. Due for a bad roll. (gasps) I rolled a natural one. (laughs) I've called it twice in these last two episodes. Or this one and like last one. That is a critical failure, everyone. Oh my gosh. Well, it makes sense because like he he crit the other way and he's confused and he's not seeing right. All right. This one, I will. Yeah. Roll. Roll me a D20. D20. Alrighty. 14. 14. Alright, this is uh this is from good old D and Deerhead. Thank you, D and Deerhead. <laughs> this oh, must no. have been written a while ago. So we'll we'll see how this works. It's called Lyle's Trail. Oh Lyle, our friend! Oops, Lyle left a trail of ice right in your way. <laughs> Succeed on a DC 13 dexterity save or fall pro. So Garhoon goes to swing and just a a foot from a plane beyond just a little rift opens up and some ice sprinkles out in in front of his feet uh he needs to make a dexterity saving throw Mm -hmm. or fall prone 
Ooh, Austin rolled a natural four, and Carhoon is not particularly dexterous. That's a nine total, so Carhoon Ooh. falls prone. Okay, oh. which honestly is not hugely bad. Not hugely bad, but didn't hit you. Mm-hmm. And now if you move, he won't he be able to catch up. He can't take a reaction, up. right? He can't. Can you take? Can you take a reaction? He'd have disadvantage prone? attacking. Yeah. Okay. I think he could, but also. He would have disadvantage, and if you moved away, he wouldn't be able to uh, catch up to you okay. and attack. So. Okay. Oh, my goodness. It, well, it makes sense Ooh. also because there's the fire elemental out there, so, like, the, the, the line between the elemental plane and this plane is already kind of, like, thin right here. So you, you see this, and you just know that was Lyle. Oh. Lyle's looking out for you oh. from somewhere. I love Lyle. All right. All right. Is it... It would be Zeon's turn. Okay. Zeon is looking real bad. Zeon disengages. Zeon runs. Oh, okay. He oh, gets shoot. right up to the, the, the main door leading outside, but cannot open it yet and get out. So. Okay. Top of the round. No, sorry. Your turn. Bottom right. of the round. Well, Carhoon, or sorry, Octavia with her five initiative. My five initiative, because she is so dexterous. Well, so when she was hemmed in on either side, she was a large creature. So when she goes back to being her normal size, I'm going to say that she was not in the square adjacent to Carhoon. Sure. And then also Zion would have invoked an opportunity attack from Octavia. He disengaged. Oh, he disengaged. Right, 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 right. So Octavia is going to run after Zion. I mean, you can get right up to. Well, I'll, I don't. I'll see exactly which thing I'm casting really fast. Did I roll concentration checks at when I went down? Oh no, you did. From didn't. being an allosaurus. Nope. Roll Let me. me roll that really quickly. Two more, please. Wait, sorry, one more. Ninety eighteen. Yep. All right, Octavia is actually going to not go too too far down the hall. She is going to go around the doorway though. So that she is out of sight of Carhoon. So if okay. he gets back up it's still, and is still under uh, the, the flare's control, it'll still take him a little bit to get there. She rounds the corner, mm-hmm. sees the mind flare here at this door. And kind of similar to what has happened before. And, and she looks back and she sees the ice that, that Lyle kind of shot across time and space. And she looks at it and it, it melts down really quickly. And it then starts to all of a sudden become gallons and gallons and so much more water as she casts a tidal wave. So please make a dexterity saving throw. 18. Okay, you succeed, but you will still take half of this. You will not be knocked prone, unfortunately. You take six bludgeoning. Did you have that? Yes, that was that was halved. Oh no, wait. Nine bludgeoning, because I am difficult at doing math. It's nine. I sorry. 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 Well, well, well. You summon a tidal wave forth that goes careening down this hallway into the front of this. And this mind flayer's hand is on the door handle, about to clink it open and rush outside. Uh, it gets slammed against the metal door by this water, and its body crumples <gasps> to the ground. Yes! Woo! Yes! <laughs> Was there a difference between the six and the nine? It had six hit points. Oh! Oh! Doesn't my have a ton gosh. of hit points. Hoping for Carhoon to do the damage, which, which admittedly he did. he did. Oh my gosh, he 100% did. I mean, he basically took down my entire Allosaurus in like two swings. Yeah. Or two turns. Like, yeah. yeah, I know. As soon as you, as soon as he was dominated, I'm like, I am dead because <laughs> of his like plus. Because any, any monster I turn into, any beast, they have low ACs because of natural armor and his mm-hmm. plus nine. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's ludicrous. I think the rhino has an AC of 11. So you literally, like, almost anything you rolled, you would have gotten him. Yeah. Pretty crazy, and, huh? And has improved critical. So that's yeah. also, I'm like, mm! all right, yes! So, 
So seeing seeing this flare, uh, you know, crumple to the ground and kind of taking that split second to see that it's it's not moving anymore. It's it's done for. Octavia's just going to turn around and run back to Carhoon and see how he is. Okay, he's like the axe is dropped. He's on his knees, hands and knees, like panting on the ground in this hallway. He's still conscious. Okay. Um, Octavia's gonna, like, put her hand on his shoulder and be like, Carhoon, are, are you okay? You're you're back. I think you're normal. You should be okay now. He slowly turns his head to look at you, and he looks very confused. Uh, what, what just happened? Um... I remember we burst in. There was a mind flare, and then everything's kind of fuzzy after that. So I think the mind flare dominated you, uh... And and, and kind of, I think, took control of your body. So I'm okay. It's dead. You're okay. Um, but w- so we got through it. So we. W- what did I do? I mean, you hit me a couple times, but it's okay. Uh, he he gets a bit quiet. Yeah. Looks not incredibly happy. It, um, it it wasn't you. It, I mean. I, I know that, and I know you wouldn't do that. It was 100% Zeon, or, you know, I guess who we assume Zeon is. I think we can unpack this later, but there's still a battle going on outside. Yeah. Okay. Well, do we want to check out? Are you... Do you can you stand? Or? I'll, I'll be all right. Just give me a minute. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He starts to get up and kind of dust himself off and grab his axe which he's looking at like the blood on it and grimacing and looking sad confused and ashamed all at the same time oh my gosh poor guy what do you do um I guess she'll go back to I mean she'll kind of look at Carhoon and be like come on we should we should make sure that it's actually dead um and she'll go over to um Zeon's body and just kind of you know double check that it's dead and then see if it has anything interesting in its pockets <laughs> it's definitely dead okay. you walk over you feel it there's no pulse there's it's not moving it doesn't feel like it's breathing there's a big like dent in its head yeah. from getting slammed into a door mm-hmm. by a ton of water you find its its pockets are relatively empty. Okay. You find a cool belt buckle that looks like a skull. And you find... <laughs> a non-magical. And you find like a black metal key. Okay. Okay. Does it look like a key to the cages or a key to that door that we still haven't gone through? Uh, you would think it's probably to the door that you still haven't gone to. You remember seeing a big like lock on there mm-hmm. with a keyhole that looks like it would fit this key. Okay. Um, well, turning back to Carhoon, Octavia will be like, I think we need to check out that other room before we actually leave, because obviously he's doing something, he was doing something not savory here, um, and see if we can see just what else there is that we can put a stop to. Okay. You got this. Carhoon is not incredibly talkative right now. Yeah. Um, so they will go around, um, the same way that they came, and they will go up to that door that is locked... Um, and just do, I'm going to do a perception check on the door. Just see what the scoop is. I mean, I don't think Zeon would have... What are you checking for? Traps. Okay. I don't think Zeon would have trapped his own door, but... 15. Uh, you're fairly confident it's not trapped. Okay. Well, then I'll take the key and put it in the lock. Uh, it slips in. Turns. Clicks. You feel the door sort of pop a little bit. Okay. Seems like it could be opened. Alright. Um, she'll kind of... Well, first, actually. She's gonna heal herself some. she probably heal yourself some. <laughs> you may have Carhoon's sheet Yay! Alright, where's his hit points at? Right Kurt. next to his max. Okay, nice. The way normal people track hit points. I know, I do it weird. <laughs> kind of resources you got left you got any wild shapes left no siree mm, got any spell slots left i'm that's why i'm taking a potion because okay. i do but i don't want to use them all because i don't have any wild shapes left so 
All right. She feels a little bit better. Do you want to oh, yeah. look around this room first or no, I guess actually go that's, right into... That's a good point because, I mean, his, the, his desk is right here. So, yeah. yeah, we'll actually go over to kind of check out the cages and check out the desk first to see if there's anything that will kind of, like, tell us what could be in this room. Okay. First roll of perception check. All right. Both of us or just me? Uh, just you. Okay. Netty 19 for a... 26. All right. Behind the desk and to the right, you find uh, what a little, what looks like a trap door. Oh. Just just barely visible, but you see that a little, like, hook pops out of the floor that seems like you could lift up and see what's below. Oh, so it goes down. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess... Trap door on the floor. Okay. I guess thinking of, uh, kind of, thinking of the outside of the fortress and imagining where we are now does it seem like it is one floor or i guess now we know this trap door does it seem like i mean you got the uh the feeling that it was one floor okay okay uh octavia will be like let's let's maybe check this out first and she will is it big enough for like me to fit through yeah and she will plop on through you, you, you can open it first. Oh, I'll open it first. Sorry. I'll open it first. <laughs> she just goes Sorry. through ah! the door. Uh, <laughs> she becomes ethereal, incorporeal, and goes through the door. You open it first, and you see the desert floor below you. Oh, okay. But you see also a pile of, like, bones. Oh, my gosh. Gross. It's a garbage chute. <laughs> Gross. You gotta get rid of your garbage somehow. Gross. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Do those those look like like also could have been a potential point of ingress if you had uh, looked around a bit more. If I had been a bit more stealthy, as opposed <laughs> to being like, let me drop a rhino on it. Yeah. Oh man. Um, okay. So, ugh. Yeah. Does it seem like it was meals or experiments or some You're combination? You're not sure. Yeah. Just okay. Just bones. Okay. Is there anything in these cages on the wall? The cages are empty. They all have doors uh, with locks on them. And yeah, in the, with the Mind Flayers stuff on this key ring, you, there's probably a, a smaller ring of keys for these cages. Uh, about the size to fit a, a medium humanoid. There's like shackles and manacles oh, okay. in each to keep things complacent, mm-hmm. tied up, mm-hmm. etc. Restrained, okay. if you will. Okay. Um, but they are all empty currently. Okay. And there's nothing really in them except for, you know, restraints. Right. Okay. Um, and then going over to the desk, are there papers? Are there drawers that we can rifle through? Uh, there's a few drawers uh, you can rifle through. You find a couple stacks of, like, parchment that you recognize from intercepting some things. You find a set of cipher discs. Oh, okay. Do they look the same or do they look different? They look the same for the purposes of encoding. This thing probably could have had it memorized, but they've got the cipher rings, they've got some some quill and ink and stuff to to write out said orders. Um, Nothing is written currently. It seems a pretty Spartan desk. There's not a a ton in there. Um, Can I do a perception check for, like, hidden compartments or things like that? Can do an investigation check. Oh, okay. 14 14 you go through you check for you check for like false bottoms mm-hmm. things like that but you you don't find anything okay well i mean with the mind flare being able to communicate telepathically like i'm sure there would be a lot less of a need of yeah written stuff like we had been talking about yep this is a pretty there's not there's not much here okay well, um, I was kind of hoping to get some info on what might be in this room, but I think we're going to go ahead and head over to it. Okay. All right. So we're going to head over to that, that, that previously locked door, um, and I'm just going to do, we did unlock it already. Um, I'm going to do a perception check to see if I hear anything like inside. Mm-hmm. 25. You don't hear anything inside? You can hear the faint din of combat continuing outside. Okay. Okay. Well, she's going to look over her shoulder at Carhoon and be like, 
Well, let's let's clear out the rest of this, and then we can get on our way. I would like that. And she I've will got s- some. Oh, sorry. This is going to take years of therapy to uh, to unravel. I'm so sorry. Well, I mean, it wasn't. It was not your fault. Literally. I mean, I wasn't strong enough to resist, and I've spent my lifetime training my mind. So that's kind of sucky. Yeah. But anyway, we've got a job to finish here. Okay. We can, we can deal with all this later. Yeah, we can Let's debrief later. Okay. Finish this yeah. and go home. Yeah, okay. Oh, if our home still exists. And she'll <laughs> swing the door open. You swing the door open, and you see that the whole area inside is one large room. Mm-hmm. It's very dark in here. The okay. light that had been seeping through from the rhino hole... Does not make it in here. Okay. You can just make out some faint shapes and shadows. uh, Shades of gray. Okay. I think you have dark vision. But it's more dramatic this way. Mm -hmm. You can see up at the top, there is the dome. Okay. uh, That that you saw from the outside. Mm -hmm. And there's all sorts of weird mechanical bits. uh, Like more things that kind of look like antennas or dishes, tubes, pipes, Mm. wires, cables, things, and they all sort of lead down into the center on the floor where there is a big, uh, some sort of shape, uh, just geometric. It doesn't look like a figure standing there, but it's like a big, a big chonk and thing in the middle of this room huh okay with a bunch of wires and cables leading up from the center of it to the top of this uh this this dome seemingly with all sorts of antennae and things of that nature around the outside of the room it's pretty sparse okay um, roll a give me another perception okay. check both of you can huh. do this okay if you'd like yeah octavia 13, Carhoon, 12. It is dark. It is dark. You can't see a ton. You get a bit of a a, a briny smell almost. Oh, gross. Well, seeing that it's kind of dark um, and, and we're not really able to uh, kind of see everything that's going on, um, Octavia will cast light on her belt. Okay. And kind of illuminate the room you cast light which floods this room with light <laughs> wow fancy that you can see that yeah there are the weird cables mm-hmm. and, and stuff they're going down into the central structure huh. now that you can see a little better uh, you can see that it's a large shape it's kind of like a cylinder it's about uh, <gasps> seven to eight feet high uh, could you put a person in there it's about seven to eight feet high it's about 15 feet in diameter. Oh, so it's really squat. It's squat, but big. It's like the the outline is is metallic, but you can see there's big like glass plates, Ooh, like windows like almost. Viewing portals. Viewing Ooh. portals. And yeah, you, you get hit with this briny smell even yeah. more as you sort of open the door fully and, and poke your heads in and let this light shine in. And you hear something else in your brain, in your mind's eye. You hear another voice. It chuckles. Oh, no. (laughs) You poor, poor fools. You think you've killed Zion? You've merely killed (gasps) my proxy. No! Thank you for... Coming in here, I hope my friend has softened you up a bit, but we have much to discuss, I think. And in these glass viewing panes, you start to make out like some bubbles. And you're like, oh shoot, this whole tank is filled with like a briny liquid. And you hear some splishing and splashing. And some water like splashes over the top of this edge. And then something begins to rise out of the center of this tank. A large mass about 10 feet long. It's got a bunch of cables and these wires and and tubes plugged into it. 
and you see rising out of this tank is something that looks like an enormous like 10 foot long brain just dripping with this gross viscous fluid and it rises up and yeah it is just a huge pinkish gray brain with long black tentacles sort of leading off of it that rise up and sort of slink their way down not necessarily aggressively <gasps> toward you what do you do um first we shut the door <laughs> pop our heads back out and just slam the door shut um I don't know if we can fight like an elder brain right now we just got schooled with just a flare but we can't go back to Malik now as you shut the door uh, you hear some things coming from either one of the hallways because you're sort of in the middle you can hear uh, what sounds like a, a clomping okay sounds like something else has gotten in this tank Okay, in the tank tank. In the in the <laughs> fortress. You can hear heavy footfalls like doof, 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 echoing okay. through these metallic halls. <sighs> I mean like looking at Carhu and Octave will be like Do you feel up for another fight? I think I've had enough with things messing with people's minds. So whatever that is, I think it needs to die. Okay. I got your back if you got mine. But of course, this is your decision. You can do whatever you want. I am the companion. I will follow you. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not feeling super hot. But, I mean, we came here to do this job. So, um, oh gosh. Okay. Oh dear. Okay. 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 Let's do this. And yeah. she'll open the door again. You open the door again? Can I identify inside. those footsteps? Like, do does it sound like no. a orc or anything? No. Nope. Just sound like, like a big, like a big creature. Yeah. Okay. You open the door. You step back inside, and this brain is still there, black inky tendrils reaching off of it near you, and you hear the voice in your head again, and it says, "Leaving so soon? How very rude of you. We haven't even begun." And we'll pick up there next episode. Oh my word. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I don't know what I was expecting, but not that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so hurt. <laughs> I'm so hurt. <laughs> I'm so glad I took those health potions and didn't use those spells. Oh, <gasps> oh man. Okay. Shall I take us out, my love? Yes. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. We really hope that this episode is a, a bright moment in these trying times. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we are active on social media. Our handle is at Podcast. We're active both on Twitter and on Instagram. If you want to submit a crit card like we heard today, you can do so either on our website, me, my spouse, and a die.com, or just shoot us an email and in the subject line put crit card. Uh, it's super fun uh, having, you know, fan interactions and having that impact on the story and just really fun to see all the stuff that you guys come up with. And we will catch you all next week. <laughs>